people of God had been in exile, they're coming home to Jerusalem. They see the steps leading into the temple, and as they ascend each one, they pray and give praise to God. They teach us how to pray and praise God in difficult times. Join us for this series every Wednesday night, 6 o'clock. Well, tonight we come to the end of our journey through the Psalms of Ascent. I have to confess to you that I was drawn to teach these Psalms uh, because of the circumstances in which we all find ourselves uh, during this uh, COVID-19 crisis. Praise God, it does appear that the crisis is beginning to lift and Life is beginning to return to some kind of normalcy, and we give thanks and praise to God for all of that good news and pray that it will continue to be not only good news, but better news for all of us and our families. And these Psalms of Ascent were composed during a time when the people were in the pain of exile. They had received the news that their exile period was ending. They could make their way back to the sacred city of Jerusalem, and uh, these psalms were composed both during the time of getting that news on their way back from the place of exile in Babylonia and upon arriving, arriving in the city of Jerusalem and ascending the 15 steps that would lead them into that area that they loved and admired and adored. It was home for them. It was what uh, granted them familiarity and brought them stability and security and all of that. And so I was drawn to them for that reason. I was also drawn to them because many years ago, when Anne was just beginning to facilitate Bible studies in our home, one of the very first ones she did for just a handful of women, I, I think about the fact that uh, this semester she has 27 women gathered in our fellowship hall on Tuesday nights that are participating in a Bible study and that one she did uh, so many years ago. Uh, just a few women gathered in our den looking at a television screen as Beth Moore led them through 15 uh, weeks of the Psalms of Ascent. And I was not familiar with the Psalms of Ascent, and then I became more familiar with the circumstances. And the circumstances uh, seemed to align with where we were in our situation here uh, due to COVID-19. And at the end of the journey, I have been, well, frankly, I've been overwhelmed by the messages of these psalms. They uh, can be read, as I have many times, uh, reading through the Bible, uh, superficially just passing through them, uh, getting something of their message, but digging into them. And then tonight, to come to this final psalm and quite frankly, just reading through it the first time was emotional for me. It was moving and stirring, and it became even more moving and stirring and uh, spoke to my heart in such significant ways as I began to dig into this last of the 15 of the Psalms of Ascent. So come on with me. Let me pray for us as we gather again under the authority of God's word. 
And let's reflect for a few moments on this final psalm of ascent, Psalm 134. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless your holy name. Righteous and just one. Loving and gracious one. One who is full of wrath properly and one who is full of mercy rightly. Oh God, as we have come tonight to the end of this journey through the Psalms of Ascent, help us to see that we have been blessed by you and we have been blessed by you in order that we might be a blessing to others. We have been blessed to bless. And may we be those who lift up our hands to you in praise, blessing your holy name. And then extend our hands in care and compassion and concern to others being a blessing. In Jesus' name, amen. Blessed to bless. Uh, that is the theme of Psalm 134, a very short psalm, very succinct as well. Come, bless the Lord, all you servants of the Lord who stand by night in the house of the Lord. Lift up your hands to the holy place and bless the Lord. May the Lord bless you from Zion, he who made the heaven and the earth. We do not bless the Lord in order to be blessed. Uh, that's what those who do not know God would do. Uh, they would want to give praise to God in order to be praised by God. They would want to bless the Lord in order to be blessed by God. We bless the Lord because we have been so richly blessed. We do not give ourselves and our resources to God in order to receive from God. This is what the prosperity preachers teach us. This is the Joel Osteen way, the T.D. Jakes way, the Joyce Myers way. Now they call us to give of ourselves and our resources to God that we might receive from God. No, we, we give ourselves to God because of all that God has done for us in his grace and mercy. We do not love God in order to be loved by God. We do not think that we can do anything that would enable God or empower God to love us more than he loves us. We love God because we have been so greatly and wonderfully and marvelously loved by this God. 
We bless because we have been blessed and because of the blessing of God, uh, we intentionally and we deliberately and we willingly want to extend our lives and sacrificial love and service to others to bless them in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. This final psalm of ascent is the culmination. It is the climax. This, If this were a musical score, this would be the crescendo. This is the high point. This is the moment that we're reaching the pinnacle of the mountain. This is that most exciting moment from which we can see everything that has come before. Psalm 134 throws us all the way back to the beginning of the Psalms of Ascent, the first of the 15, and we see clearly from this perspective that we have been richly blessed by God. We have received kindness and goodness and mercy and grace at his hand, and we have been blessed in order that we might bless. The word bless is found three times in these three verses. Uh, two of these times, it is we who are blessing God. And one of those times, it is God who is blessing us. The word bless, whether read in the Hebrew or in the Greek, means to speak well. The Greek word is u logeo. Logeo means to speak. U means well. To bless God is to speak well of God, to exalt in God, to delight in God, to rejoice in God, and to exalt him as the King of kings and Lord of lords, the sovereign over all. To be blessed by God is for God to speak well to us, to speak his grace and mercy, his love and kindness, his compassion, his tenderness. We bless the Lord because we have been blessed by the Lord. It is the Lord's blessing of us that brings us peace. It is the Lord's blessing of us that produces wholeness in our lives. It is the Lord's blessing of us that is God extending himself to us in all of his fullness as he comes to us in Jesus Christ, wrapping his arms around us through the cross upon which Jesus died, giving himself as a sacrifice for us. It is, it is God letting us know as he reaches out to us that he loves us and that he is for us, that he will not leave us or forsake us. It is this great blessing of God that enables us and empowers us to bless the Lord. Come, this final psalm of ascent begins. It's an imperative, but it is an invitation. Come, bless the Lord, all you servants of the Lord who stand by night in the house of the Lord. This, this psalm has a precise location. It is about a particular period of time. It is pointed to 
specific people, the priest, who are serving in the temple during the watches of the night. Here is the scene. The entrance to the temple where there were priests who stood that admitted people into the temple. Now, Gentiles could come into the temple and they could only go as far as the court of Gentiles. The Jewish people could come into the temple. The women could go into the court of the women. The men could go further. They came and they were admitted because in their hands they had a sacrifice. They went to the altar and they offered their sacrifice upon the altar. Blood was spilt upon the altar. It was a mess, blood dripping all from the altar. They would leave the altar. They would go to the laver where the water was and they would wash their hands. They would cleanse themselves. They would go and they would face the holy place looking toward that curtain that separated the holy place from the holy of holies and they would pray and they would seek the Lord for the forgiveness of their sins. They would come in repentance looking to renew themselves and their relationship with God. They would come into the presence of the priest, which was as close as they could get to the presence of God. And then sunset would come. The curtains that allowed entry into the temple complex were closed. And during the watches of the night, there were no people except for those priests that were assigned to do what needed to be done during the night. They washed the altar. They made sure it was clean. They removed the bloodstains from around the altar. They polished the brass basin that contained the water. They refilled the water basin. They trimmed the wicks on the lamps. They filled up the oil basins for the lamps. They made sure the showbread was uh, fresh and that it was in place. They gave attention to the prayer altar just outside the Holy of Holies. They trimmed the lamps for the menorah, the lampstand that was in the holy place. They made sure the place was proper, that it was clean and then all during the night, all during the watches of the night until the rooster would crow in the morning and the dawn would come, they would intercede for the people. This is exactly what Zechariah was doing, serving his time interceding for the people when Gabriel came to him and announced the news of the birth of a child who would be the one who would precede the Messiah and announce the coming of the Messiah all during the night. All during the night because the people knew that, that their God was watching over them, their God was protecting them, their God was providing for them, but they also knew that they were a sinful people even while sleeping and they needed someone in their behalf to intercede for them. Come, bless the Lord, all you servants of the Lord, who stand by night in the house of the Lord, 
lift up your hands toward the holy place. This is the posture of prayer, praying, interceding, pressing into God. Blessing the Lord. Verse 1 begins with that. Verse 2 ends with that. Come bless the Lord, all you servants of the Lord who stand by night in the house of the Lord. Lift up your hands to the holy place and bless the Lord. Uh, Can I ask you if you're that dependent on God? Are you that devoted to God that you know there is no help without him, there is no hope apart from him? Do you know that what you need more than you need anything in this world is God? Do you know that he is your refuge and your strength? He is your very present help in time of trouble. Do you know that he is all you need because at the end of your life, he is all you have? Do you know that without him, you are nothing and apart from him, you can do no good thing? Here's the picture. It's the priest are in the temple and through the night when I'm sure there were times when they wanted to lay down on the ground and wanted to stretch out on the steps leading into the holy place and just take a little nap, but they knew that their God was not slumbering or sleeping. And they knew that it was their task as assigned by God and in representation of the people to continue to persist in prayer during all the watches of the night. May the Lord, the last verse, May the Lord bless you from heaven, uh, from Zion. He who made the heavens and the earth, Zion, the dwelling place of God. Here they are lifting up their hands to God and they're seeking now that from Zion where God dwells in the holy hills of Zion, in the heights of heaven, that God would bless them and they know who this God is. This God is the one who made the heavens and the earth. Implied in this is not only that he is creator, but that he is sovereign. Not only that he made the heavens and the earth, but he made them for his praise. Not only that he formed and fashioned everything that is, but he rules over everything that is. Here is the final psalm of ascent the priest praying to God in behalf of the people, the priest looking to God because there is no one else to whom to look and the priest and the people looking to this God to bless them from his dwelling place, knowing that he is the one who made the heavens and the earth. Now this Psalm, Psalm 134 throws us back to what is known as the Aaronic or the priestly blessing. It's in number six, and I want you to go there with me because I want to end our study of the Psalms of Ascent by looking briefly at this 
priestly blessing. Number six, verses 22 through 27. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, Thus you shall bless the people of Israel. You shall say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So shall they put my name upon the people of Israel and I will bless them. Now look at this priestly blessing. The term the Lord is repeated three times. That is not accidental. Yahweh. The Lord is simply Yahweh, the one who is the great I am, the one who made himself to know, made himself known to Moses as I am who I am, the Lord. The Lord who is God, the Lord who is God the Father, the Lord who is God the Son, the Lord who is God the Spirit. This is deliberately and intentionally Trinitarian. The Lord, the Lord, the Lord. And following each announcement of the Lord, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, are two statements. One about what is anticipated from God to us, and the other, what is anticipated from God for us. What is it that we need from God and what is it that we need from God to do in us and for us and through us? What do we need from God the Father? We need God the Father to to bless us, to speak well to us, to speak well over us, to pronounce to us that we are his and what that means for us if we are his is that he will keep us we are secure in him we are stable in him he will guard us and guide us all along the way he is God who blesses us and because he is God who blesses us he is God the father who will keep us. What do we need from God the Son? We need his face. Uh, That's who Jesus is. He is God in the flesh. Jesus says, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. You want to know what God looks like? Look at me. The Lord Make his face to shine upon you. And as God turns toward us in Jesus as the sacrifice and substitute for our sins, what we need him to do for us is to be gracious for us, to us. We need his mercy. We need his kindness. We need his forgiveness. So God turns to us in Jesus, his face shines upon us, and the result is that in Jesus, he is gracious to us. What do we need from God, the Holy Spirit? Lift up, the Lord lift up his countenance upon you. 
God's face shines upon us in Jesus. And who Jesus is comes to be the warp and woof of who we are because he dwells in us. His countenance is lifted up to us. What does it do for us? It gives us peace. It makes us whole. So the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. And that is God putting his name on you. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, the Trinity. Faithful to you, fighting for you. The foundation of your life, the focus of your heart, the fullness of everything. The Lord puts his name upon you and he blesses you. He smiles upon you. Zephaniah says he sings over you. You are his. He is yours. And that is enough. Hallelujah. Father, for this particular journey, through these 15 Psalms, we give you thanks. And we are grateful that they come to this conclusion, not in a dirge, but in a crescendo of praise. And we thank you, Lord, that you do bless your people and that you bless us with your goodness and your grace. And we bless you because of that goodness and grace. Continue to lead us in these days. We do thank you, Lord, that as we gather here on this night, one year, frankly, after we had to stop meeting in 2020, that we've been able, by way of this gift of technology, to continue to gather on Wednesday nights and to study your word together, and we are so grateful for that. Thank you for this time together, and we look forward to what is next as we continue to join, at least for a season, in these Wednesday night Bible studies. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us. We will be together again uh, next Wednesday night, and uh, I actually will be here with you by way of video. I will actually... Uh, be in Orlando, Florida at a conference that uh, I missed last year because of COVID, but this year, praise God, I get to go. Anne will be with me. Charlie Fales will be alongside as well. We're looking forward to a great week, and I'll talk to you next Wednesday night. So long. <laughs>